0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Toddler Purgatory. It's Molly here. Hey, hey, it's Blair. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and we are very excited to re-present to you, yes. which you would think is represent, Mm-mm. but it's Mm-mm. not we're it's representing not again. again. Which we're, sh- we're giving it to you again. Again, we're revisiting one of our former episodes. You know, it's about parenting fears. And I think one of the things that draws us to this episode and to, to play it again as a best of is that these are things that we are facing every day, even when our brain tells us to calm down.
1: <laughs> right. We calm are down.
0: calm down, you know. They're going to get through this thing, this, you know, whatever, that no matter what your fears, whether they are completely out of nowhere or something that somebody would really be able to relate to. I don't want them to fall off of the fence that they're climbing on. They're all normal. They're all normal. These are tiny, precious beings who we want to keep safe.
1: I mean, and we try to all the time and keep our keep them safe and keep ourselves sane. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it just doesn't it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. But we do give some good tips in this episode on how to kind of curve your fears a little bit and to show you that it's completely normal to be a little bit fearful.
0: Since we've recorded this episode, our kids, my kids started kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Blair started first grade and Mm pre-K. Anything changed for you, Blair, as far as not what keeps you up at night, but even just on the day-to-day? For me, it's definitely been a letting go process mm. because in pre-K we got photographs throughout the day, sometimes one, sometimes five mm-hmm. about what they're doing. This just in, in real school, they don't
1: do that. They don't do that. Or at He'll
0: least the that. school. They do an end of week kind of newsletter, which is really fun to get. But on the daily, he gets on the bus at 7.10 and he returns at 3.45.
1: And it's like, like what happens in between is anyone's guess.
0: Especially because he's not talking.
1: Yep. He is Never rather tight-lipped. Never what is, do they.
0: I thought he was going to go to school and come back and it would be like uh, no. an after-school special and they'd talk no. all about it. No. No. No.
1: It was good. Okay. Did you do anything? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to tell you, mine has been, I have a brand new fear, Molly, and it's kind of crazy. And that's okay. It's okay to yep. have a crazy fear. Yep. I was not the best student um, and I have, like, my own, like, trauma and issues around schooling. Mm-hmm. And we have entered the territory of homework. Ah, mm-hmm. And I'm really trying my best to not put my, like, complete and total fear of my kids being poor students. You know, and I was on, told on that. Yeah. And I was told that as opposed to people working with me and, like, mm-hmm. helping me not be a poor You know, so there's. A lot has changed since 1794, but yeah, I sit at every day, we sit at the table, he's got homework Monday through Thursday, and it is like, I, I really have to check myself a lot because I'm so fearful of, you know, he's like after school, he's like, ugh, you know, and he's got to sit there for, you know, 20, 30 minutes to do homework, and I not want to. And then right. that instant like peaks my fear of like, uh-oh, he's not like, he doesn't want to do this. He's not going to be a good student. <laughs> and then I'm like, sit down, sit down, get your pencil, take a deep breath. Calm down, Blair. He's not you. This right. just in, he's not you. So yeah, that's a new fear of mine. Just right. add it to the list.
0: I hear you. And it's all about breaking that cycle of our pasts mm-hmm. affecting. Yes. And it's all about breaking that cycle mm-hmm. of our past affecting how we parent. Yes. And that's an Im- so impossible. We're all just doing our oh, best, Blair. So I really, I it. definitely feel where you're coming from. Thanks. Um, yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, listeners, we hope you enjoy hearing this again, and it helps to la some of your fears as well. And as always, you know, you're doing great. We're right there with you. We love you, TP family. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back or welcome toddler purgatory. I'm one of your hosts,
1: Molly. And I am Blair. And today we are talking about our biggest fears as parents. Holy
0: cannoli. I mean, how long of a piece of paper you got? It's like the list of parenting fears is like a CVS receipt. It's so long. It's so long. And when you want it to stop, it keeps going. It keeps going. You're like, oh, I didn't know there was any more Receipt paper left in the world, and yet here we are.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a little, ins- I tell you, I was, I was looking up this, uh, particular, doing a little research, and I had to stop. I honestly had to stop because, there were things that I truly did fear that I was like, "Oh, that's a common fear." And then there were things that popped up that I didn't fear that I now fear, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we'll just add that to the list to talk to uh, Dr. Starling about. Is't that so <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so funny that, um that
0: is the thing about fears? And I, I feel like this is sort of um applicable to even my son's experience with like just learning more about the world, mm. is that now he realized that there is more to fear. Like we want to keep our kid in a bubble because ignorance is bliss. Yes, indeed. Well, the funny thing about fears, too, is that like we they compound. You learn about one and it makes you think about another one. Also, there are big picture fears. Let's talk about the fear before we even have a child of bringing a child into the
1: world. That was one of the like biggest things when I looked up parental fears. Parents, greatest fears, mom fears, dad fears. Most of the lists
0: were before they had kids. Which is like the last thing you need when you're pregnant is to have one more thing to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you want to keep it positive and you want to keep the serotonin. What's the good stuff that goes through your body? Cortisol, cortisone, melatonin. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like this happens every episode where we're like, we're gonna look that book, serotonin. I think it's serotonin. Serotonin. There it is. That would be a really good like um, drag name.
1: <laughs> Sarah oh my god, it would serotonin. Serotonin. Sa- ah, oh, that'd be good. <laughs> so let's get into it. Like our biggest fears when when looking this up, and this is like post kids having children. They're here in the world. They're in they're in your possession. And the first one is child obesity 55% mm. of parents fear their child being obese. Number 2 is bullying. I I mean, you can
0: see how manyfold these fears are going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz child o- childhood obesity is um it's a reflection of the parent. Like this mm-hmm. is these are the fears, right? Mm-hmm. So you must not be blank. Or you are giving your kid too much blank, which we all know is BS, but those are the fears in your head that you think other people are going to have, which we talk about in this show a lot is that compare and despair, right? And so suddenly that's a reflection of you as a parent. We want to protect our kid from
1: unkindness. I get that. Let's dive into this. What are um some parental fears and this Mm. this is like a basic list i got it off of goodtherapy.com 52 percent of uh parents fear bullying that's a big one substance abuse smoking uh violence at school child abuse um alcohol abuse internet safety that's a that's a big one for me
0: but also like it's interesting that list it's like the safety of your child. It is. We want to put our kid in one of those big plastic bubbles that comes up on my targeted marketing on Facebook. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, you want to buy expensive, crazy crap for your kid. <laughs> You're going to love this. It's a. I can't remember what it's called. It's not the sumo wrestling ones that you can do, but it's like a big plastic bubble. And you kind of roll in it. I feel like I saw one, uh, one. Oh, I know what you mean. You know what I'm talking about. But that's what we would like to do with our children, isn't it? And so those fears that you found on that list, to me, cover the gamut of all of like the daily fears, bullying. Why are they being bullied? Also keeping them safe, which is our biggest. That's my biggest thing, I think, is just keeping them keeping him safe. I don't want to bubble wrap him. I think my husband does sometimes, (laughs) but I don't want to bubble wrap him. I know he's going to grow to be a better person if he goes through these things. Right. Right. But I also I
1: never want him to grow up. (laughs) Like, because... Well, like we were talking about, because ignorance is bliss. And we know what happens when you get grown. Yep. You get grown problems. Yeah. And you see the world with... You see more of the
0: world. For, for better and worse. You know? I remember coming up, like, coming into... My parents' house. When I would go home to not even visit, but like during the summers during college, I mostly lived elsewhere. But I would come home on weekends or for you know stretches here and there, and I would get home at from going out with my friends. This is in my early twenties, you know, one ish or so, one one a.m., one thirty, and um, I would always go to the base of the stairs and say, "Mom, I'm home," and she would say, "Okay, honey." And then that went on and on until one night <laughs> I went to the bottom of the stairs and I said, "Mom, I'm home." And she goes, "You don't have to tell me that every time." <laughs> and I was like, "What? What? Because huh? cuz I'm her bait. I'm her baby. She needs to know it. But I think she had been able to. I was in my 20s. Right. So by that point she was like,
1: "You you're not 16 anymore." She's like, "I've worked it out. I finally worked it out. I can finally get some sleep." Go to bed. I don't need to know you're here. I now
0: know how disruptive, mom, I'm yes. back, can be. <laughs> like, are you kidding me at 2 a.m.? Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine.
1: Don't make me take more melatonin. So it's it's this idea of just like, the and listen, here's the thing. It seems as though a lot of these uh, parents are probably teenage parents. Why? Because- I don't know. I feel like like the alcohol abuse, the the smoking, the
0: substance abuse. I think these are fears for their future. In my mind, it felt oh, like future, fears for their right. future. Da, da, so like da, da, I am da, worried da, that my D is going to be a smoker. That would bum me out so hard because yeah. what a poor choice that would be. Right. And and also he is aware that it's an addiction, too. So like, you know, my <laughs> my husband, when we got together, he would have, I think I've told this before, he would, like, if we went out with friends mm. and we had a cocktail or two, he
1: would inevitably go outside to have, I think he called them smoky treats. Uh, me and your husband used to have smoky treats together. I remember those days. I thought so. As I said that, I was like... Were you yeah. one of those friends that he was going out
0: front with? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was part of that socializing culture and, and everything else. And then and he has since stopped that. So I think that would be my fear. So I think that like that's my interpretation of this is like. Got it. I definitely have those fears for him. I don't know if they're in my top 10. Right. That's what I'm saying, like, right now. Like, uh, my fears for him as a five-year-old is that people aren't nice to him. Right. That he catches... Uh, COVID. You know what
1: I mean? It's like much more immediate. Yeah. And that's what this list. So then I found another uh, list. So many lists. <laughs> so many lists of fears. If you need a list, if you need, if you want to throw yourself into a tizzy, I got some lists for you. Yeah. If you need some uh, advice on fears or, you, or you're missing some fears, Google. Oh, I'm sure so many people are like, I wish I feared more things. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> But this one on Baby Center seemed to be more up our alley. These are like, the and I picked the top five uh, parenting fears and what we can do about them. And the first one they have is like these great expectations. I'm afraid my child won't get the education opportunities she or he needs to reach their potential. Mm -hmm. Right? That sounds,
0: that's a good one. That sounds on point. It does sound on point. It's so funny because we are talking about, you and I have talked about this, Blair, about particularly at this age. So our kids are five and you also have a two-year-old. So like we always, we speak, jokingly about like forest schools, not not jokingly as if they are jokes, but like, should I send my kid to a forest school? Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is that am I a bad parent if I'm not doing this thing that works really well in Finland or whatever? Mm -mm. (laughs) And you start saying to yourself, oh, am I not? You know what it comes down to is, am I not providing my kid with the opportunities that
1: other kids have Mm -hmm. or that will help them to excel? Well, that leads me to. Uh, psychologist Paul Donahue, an author of Parenting Without Fear. <laughs> oh, we've had him. We've uh, we've talked about him on the show before. That's right, we have, Mister Donahue, Doctor totally. D. I think last episode. Yeah, he's very good. Um, he says that parents think that they should do it all for their kids, <laughs> stimulate them, keep them constantly entertained, do everything for them, so they won't have to endure any frustration. Oh, heaven forbid they should endure frustration, <laughs> right? They worry not that, that, you know, they're giving us plenty. Um, they worry that if they don't do these things, their children will somehow fall behind. Yes. But, but constant parental hovering makes it difficult for kids to develop independence, resourcefulness, imagination, and basic life skills. All things that will help a child achieve in school and in life. We, yes. Helicopter
0: parenting. Isn't that what that is? Yep. Constant hovering. Helicopter above them. Yeah, that is so true. And it's finding that balance. Blair, you and I, before we started recording today, even we're talking about dress rehearsing tragedy. Dress rehearsing. Don't do it.
1: But I'm real good
0: at it. Yeah, so good at it. We all are, right? It's like um, finding ways to s- tell our kids to... Be careful without saying the words, be careful, because that doesn't mean anything to them. We've talked about that on the pod before. And it's like they're climbing a tree, but they'll never know that they can do it if they don't try. Right. So like rather than be like, be careful climbing that tree. That means you're dress rehearsing
1: tragedy. You are assuming they're going to fall. And that means they think they're going to fall. It's all our all of this is like all of our assumptions and how we feel. Yes. As opposed to like really just like setting outside of ourselves looking at our child, not even like walking in our child's shoes, but just like looking at our child, seeing what their potential is and, and riding with that as opposed to like, oh, if I were to, if I were to climb my clumsy self into a tree right now, I would break everything. Listen, my hips won't even let me take one step. You're, listen, your hips don't lie. Your hips are hurting. They They are. Mine, mine are too. Yeah. But my kids, they're like lanky little string beans. Yes.
0: They could do it all. And just remember when we were kids and we were not supervised all that time. And I know we talk a lot about like, what about our childhood applies today? In some cases, not much, right? As far as like uh, screen time or being inside or being outside, that kind of thing. But a lot of it does, which is like, go outside. I'll flash the lights at six o'clock and that's (laughs) when you come in for dinner, you know? And what were we doing? We were exploring, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... It is tough in this day and age with all the access that our kids have to media, to the internet that I, I, you know what, actually you said this earlier and I agree. I think that's my biggest overall fear yep. for my kid is that he's not going to be a, able to be a kid. Yeah. He's going to see something on somebody's computer or somehow get through it. You know, when he has downtime screen time on his kid's tablet or whatever, and it's and you can't take it away. Mm-hmm. You cannot take that away. And so he's is he having enough time to be a kid because we are so
1: advanced now. Everything is so advanced. That would be my biggest fear, probably. Well, I'll tell you this, too. And I've, I've mentioned this before to to your listeners that I, I teach college freshmen. And we had this conversation just last week because I was trying to get them to use their imaginations. I'm like, you guys, let's let's get into our imaginations. And they were having a really hard time. And I was like, what's the deal? And they're like, we don't use our imaginations. Everything that we need to think of or, you know, if we have questions or we need to like picture something, we just Google it on our phones. And I was like, gosh, that's so right. Right. You know, there is no wonder. Yeah. Somebody somebody just There's no wonder. Was it Tom? That's terrifying.
0: Who's the guy who's who's the guy who sings like this? Who's that guy?
1: Louis Armstrong? Tom
0: Waits. <laughs> <laughs> My impression was pretty good. So, I don't know why there was any confusion. It was a great impression of Louis Armstrong and and and, and Tom Waits. It, it was thank you. Both, yeah. If they had a baby, that baby lived in my throat for a second. <laughs> um, but they somebody just posted a meme where, he kind of put it into words this thing that we you talk about sometime, which is like, like we have taken away wonder because we have the answer in our hand, right? We have the answer in our phone. And so David and I, my husband and I talk sometimes about, I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Like I was sitting at lunch yesterday. I went into the city, into New York City to meet some friends and for lunch and something came up. Oh, what was the name of that comedian? Whatever. And we had all put our phones away. We didn't have them on the tables or anything for lunch. And and I said, there's no way of knowing. I guess we'll never know.
1: We'll, ne- we'll never know.
0: And we all laughed. And then we moved on because you want know to why it wasn't important enough to get our phones out, you know,
1: but it's different. But that's but that's for y- That's for us, though. Oh, college kids. Let me tell you, if it was the uh, if it was a group of my students, they would have answered it. Yeah. yeah. They would have found out. Yeah. It's 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 oh, that God. important. There's no wonder. I know. There's no wonder, but here's the thing, but that's but that is within our grips to make sure that 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 they don't get too much screen time right now. At least that's something that that I know that you do, and it's something that we that we do in our household. Like screen time limits. Yeah, yeah. You have to and and to show them the importance of being outside. Show the importance of coloring and drawing and and coming up with things out of your brainstem. Because, uh, and I think that that that's uh, that that's something that I'm going to have to sustain as a parent, even throughout you know grade school middle school high school it's just something that i'm just gonna have to sustain because it's not something that's normal right now you know so
0: and because of the whole bullying thing like if you allow your kid to have their phone in their room then the good people have access to your kid to send them kind and thoughtful messages and the yeah jerks <laughs> The bullies, the the people, or the the kids who have their own fears and insecurities, and they're expressing that in ways that are hurtful to your kid. Possibly, yeah, you're right. There are there, you're absolutely right. There are things that we can and should be doing. And and one of my biggest fears as a parent is that
1: it'll never be enough. Well, I mean, that's like, yeah, the outside world will always get it, always. But but here's the thing: too. you, we have to trust as parents. And you you kind of sort of know. You know what I mean? You kind of sort of know. It's, I mean, it's always going to be there. But you do kind of sort of know, okay, my kids do it okay. There's moments I have where I look at my kids and I'm like, oh, y'all are fine. I'm like, oh, man, I'm doing like this kind of a job or the world's creeping in on them. And I look at them I'm like, oh oh, okay. Even like at the playground where I don't go, but I have, when I have to, I do go. And I see like the bullying stuff happening and I see my son stick up for himself or I see him stick up for his sister. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's good. You're good. You're good. Okay. You're good. You're good. And then I like try, I try to be like, yo, great job. Thank you for standing up for yourself. How'd that make you feel? Good? Great. Thank you for standing up for your sister. That made her feel good. You know what I mean? Like,
0: You know, I don't know. That's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> and your son goes in his room when he comes. <laughs>
1: oh, listeners, we're all on the same boat. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're talking today on Toddler Purgatory about our biggest fears. Some of our biggest fears. And listen, we're all over the place because there's so many of them.
0: I was talking more about um, our kids having access. One of those big fears is that, you know, Internet access to the Internet and seeing when we were kids, thanks. thangs, seeing adult, adults, uh, thangs, participating in adult behavior. And I'm just afraid. And it's all, all it is. It's all part of bubbling our kids, putting them in a bubble and having them not see stuff. So I just want a healthy kid. Like, how do I keep my kid mentally,
1: physically, emotionally healthy? Here's the thing. And this has happened to somebody that I know where their kid was exposed to it from another kid and they came home and they're like yo mom dad how old what age let me tell you what i saw uh 10 okay a little older yeah ish yeah i think that and this is something that i did not have and a lot of kids my age did not have in our generation said as soon as like something first of all all that stuff was private right like yeah yeah private we don't say nothing it's done in private we show each other in private private all the all the things right i think that for me i have to keep it i'll I'll put it to you this way i told you that i grew up in germany right Mm -hmm. yeah everybody knows that at night german tv would have nudity Mm -hmm. and there would be like nudity kind of Everywhere, But it was very, like, you go to, like, the local pool. And you'd have, like, people just, like, walk around naked. And it was, right. like, it was very common. It was very normal. So the kids that had lived in in Europe for a while thought nothing of it. The kids that came from the United States, like, their parents were just, like, uh, stationed overseas. And would come into this when we were, like, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12. They'd be, like did you see what was on TV last night? And I thought to myself, it's the exposure and how, how it's, how it's translated, how it's, how it's talked to amongst, between your parents and your kids. Right. But if we just like talk to them and tell them and let them know about boundaries and health safety and all that stuff, I really think that that will resonate way more than them, you know, finding things on the internet and, 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 rebounding it off each other with their friends. That was really a long-winded way of saying just talk to your kids. One of the other, like, biggest fears that toddler parents have is accidents and injuries. My little one, my two-year-old, the other day, she was just like, you know, when they get sleepy, they get lanky and noodly and clumsy. She was... Oh, yeah. She was playing around our console of our TV and she went to to brace herself and she missed it. And she was like, like, millimeters from slamming her little nose onto the console. And I was like, I almost threw up. (laughs) No, what do you think that that is? What is that triggering in you is? I think it's the pain. I think it's the pain. It's the pain I feel when my kids get hurt. Mm. And if it's like big pain, it's like uh, it does something to me. Sometimes I have
0: like a clutch like in my uterus. Yes. Yes. And it, my uterus contracts when I see my son in pain, whether it be emotional pain or physical pain or physical f- because I honestly think it's our body saying, "You put him back in here; he's safe in yeah, here.
1: You, he got he be safe in here."
0: Yes, and our children are forty pounds. Do not put them back in there. But I do believe that that yeah, we we have this ugh,
1: womb link to them, maybe for the rest of our lives. Oh. Yes, for sure. But the good news is, is that um, Alfred... I find a lot of these professionals have really hard-sounding names. Just to mess with us? Is that just... Just to mess with us. Um, but Alfred... Alfred Sicchetti... That sounds right. Alfred Zacchetti is a chief of emergency services at Our Lady of the Lord's Hospital in Camden, New Jersey. Woo-woo! Shout out to Camden. What, what, what? Um, and he says the vast majority of accidental trauma accidents are... Preventable. In the overall scheme of things, medicine today can help kids survive most things that happen to them. Things like seatbelts, wearing car seatbelts safely, safely um, wearing helmets. He said that he couldn't believe how many uh, traumas he sees of people just simply not having their kids wear wear helmets. Can we talk
0: about helmets for a second? Absolutely. That is a point of contention with my son. He is getting so, for lack of a better phrase, headstrong. Headstrong. Not that strong, though, D-Man. Not that strong. (laughs) Yeah. About not wearing his helmet, particularly, quote unquote, in his neighborhood. He says it's okay, mom. It's in my neighborhood. I don't need a helmet. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. The pavement's
1: softer in my neighborhood, mom.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that in our neighborhood the pavement is made with those recycled tire pieces like they make on playgrounds. <laughs> and I'm like no, because I think he means that like he knows all the bumps and grooves and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. what? And I have to admit, a couple times when I'm like just I have nothing left in my tank. I've been like, oh, fine. Go ahead. Yeah, you can scoot. And he has like a three-wheel scooter still. On his two-wheel scooter, like a Razor scooter, I'm pretty adamant. Not even pretty adamant. I am adamant about a helmet because he's not quite as good at that yet. But his three-wheel scooter, his micro, I'm like, okay. Just like in front of our house. Just be careful, please. And then I do that thing. I say, I'd say be careful rather than being like have a plan or... You know, use that break or stay in control. You know, all the other alternate th- phrases you can use. I'm just like, OK, be careful, because in that moment, I just need to repot this plant that I've been wanting to repot for six months.
2: <laughs>
1: just let mommy repot. Just, pl- I just need to repot this plant. See, and that's that's where I'm like, uh, it, it's it's a it, you, there's no back and forth. You put the helmet on or you're not doing it. Yeah. Because, it's, because it, it's so it's so fearful for me that it causes me severe distress where I cannot yeah. function if I know that you're out there. And also, listen, we live in a city. We are surrounded by cars and trucks and yeah. people not caring in their motor vehicles. So I'm just like, mm-mm, oh, mm-mm, put it on, put it on. That's a good point. I live in a super
0: quiet, not even suburban. Like we live in a college town neighborhood. With wide, pretty good condition sidewalks and no traffic. <laughs> it's like we live in a kind of a sleepy area. That's an interesting. Well, you know, we talked about that. Like what, what is in our danger babies episode? We talked about how something that is potentially a threat in one person's neighborhood would not be in somebody else's. So this is very specific. Totally. And that's, and that is so true about fears. I mean, what about someone who, um, has some housing insecurities? Mm-hmm. Their fear would be that their child grows up to also have housing insecurities or food insecurities, which so many people in our nation do Mm -hmm. and the world, obviously. So, So a lot of these fears, these parental fears, first of all, you're not alone. You know that, you know, you're not alone. So just remember that you're not the only parent who has these fears. And also they're not stupid. Like I need everyone to know that too. Like, Having fears, if someone says to you, oh, that's stupid, why would you ever have that fear?
1: Uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh, uh uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh.
0: If it's real to you, it's real. And we just have to, as parents, find that balance that's right for you and that will encourage the growth of your child and
1: keep them safe. That is the constant balance of parenthood. I feel like we're just like constantly like, it's about a balance, guys. All right, have a good one. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> like, subscribe, review. <laughs> But it is
0: true and I feel like It, if it helps somebody uh, weekly, I know it helps me weekly to talk To you Blair about this stuff mm-hmm. Because it makes me feel less alone And also sometimes I need Blair is also In a, an amazing way also a, a splash of cold water In my face sometimes where you're like <laughs> Get over it Lloyd and sometimes we need that Too Lloyd is my last name by the way she just doesn't Randomly call me Lloyd <laughs> But if you wanted to you could And sometimes I need that, too. So I hope that, you know, you guys get some not only comfort, but also saying to yourself, maybe I don't need to be so fearful all the time. How can I let my kid grow within the scaffolding? Right. That we're the safety
1: scaffolding that we put up for them. And like my therapist tells me, shout out to Dr. Starling. We do the stop method. As soon as I get that fear and I see it happening and it's like, uh oh, and I start spiraling. I say stop. That's your word. That's it. Stop it. Stop. Great. Because most fears, A, don't happen. The things that you fear usually don't happen. Mm -hmm. And B, they're really just like all in your head. They're just a, 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 a... I want to say amalgamation, but that is not the word. But I just really want to... It's a big word like that, though. (laughs) It
0: is a big word. An amalgamation is like a collection of things put together as another thing, right? So maybe you're thinking about... It's a creation
1: of your own mind. It's a figment. A figment. There it is. It's a figment of your imagination. And then it starts to spiral. And if you're like me, you get these Oscar-worthy reels, movies that just... Make it all real, real. So sometimes you just say,
2: "Stop it!"
1: Now, now I'm now I'm out of control. Now I'm out of control. It's
0: healthy to have some fears that you channel into um, being reasonably safe about yourself, yourself and your children. Because you, we do have to keep our kids safe, but it's about practicing saying stop so that we know when one is a, a rational fear of our child running into traffic. And an irrational fear of I can't let him climb this tree because he might blank
1: because we're dress rehearsing tragedy. And something that I have to do, too. Ready for it? I've got to stop clicking on the articles that have like the fear inducing headlines oh like clickbait stuff yes oh particularly for
0: parenting because they are tapping into so much not just parenting but they're tapping into what already lives in our heads as seeds already and they're germinating it is that the right word yeah I think so they're watering it they're making it become a tree because we say oh but I but if I don't read this article I'm not a good parent we do have control of some of these things that we let into our our fear inside of us right And we all do it. So please don't beat yourself up. I do it too. Of course I do. But we have to limit that kind of thing. I mean, I guess we could talk about the perils of the internet for hours. But also it's really good. Like when we find these articles that help us and our listeners with stuff. Like that's the thing. I guess, you know, sort through the noise to get to the good stuff, right? (laughs) Also give yourself a
1: break and go outside. You're right. We'll be right back
0: Hey, everybody. So we're back talking about parenting fears. How can we keep our fears in check, help them to help our kids stay safe, but also not make ourselves cuckoo bananas in the brain from Hoo-hoo. thinking about these fears, which, which we have all done the fear spiral. Right.
1: Yeah. So how do we stay out of it? Well, <clears throat> one of the it's, this was part of this uh, babysitter um, article was that what you need to do. Is get some sleep. Oh, here to the here. Here to the here. And especially for new moms, because the worry and the panic and fear is often due to hormones and lack of sleep, Mm. you know? So it's just like, oh, if you're not feeling 100%, those fears sneak in and get big. But it's like, but it will send you. That fear will send you. So get some sleep. Yeah. Get some good quality sleep so that your your brain has its time to to get the oxygen that it needs And needs to rewire to uh to get you out of the uh the the vortex of of fear. We talked about that
0: in our episode on sleep too. Go 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 back and <laughs> listen to our toddler purgatory episode on why are we so dang tired all the time, and that has some good good tips in there as well to forget
1: some sleep. Gotta get that sleep. Yeah. Um, also breathe, breathe and. Like Dr. Starling says, stop. Just say stop. Give yourself a, 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 what do they call it? Like a safe word. Yeah. When you find yourself in the like vortex of fear, or you find yourself in a situation where you fear fearful for yourself or your child, um, breathe, take yourself away from the situation. Um, but, or give yourself A safe word, you know. I think my word is enough. 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 That's a good one too.
0: I I think that like I get to a certain point, like reaching the peak or the apex of my um, anxiety, fear based anxiety, and uh, I say whoo, enough. And I think breathe is another one of my words. Is like whoo. Okay, I need to breathe. Right. I need to take a step back, look at this and say, what is our opportunity here for growth? And what is our opportunity here for safety?
1: Like in in trying to balance those things in the moment, which is incredibly hard. And then if you need to talk it out, always talk it out with your partner, with your friends, Mm -hmm. with your other mom, friends, parent, friends or with a medical professional. I think this is like one of my main topics Mm. that I talk to with my therapist is my fears. And the, th- and how I, how I, my anxiety causes me to spin out of control over things that don't exist. And she helps you to get through like those particular moments or,
0: or, or introducing things like your mantra, like things like stop or
1: yeah, both. She, you know what she does mostly? She's like, she shows me how. I don't want to say ridiculous because they're all valid and they come from a real place. Like we said before, like you're not stupid. It's not dumb. But she helps me put it into perspective of what's what's really real and what's really just conjured up in my head because I'm trying to have control over it. That's good.
0: It's so interesting too to like apply those things, going to therapy or talking to your friends or creating the mantras or you know, doing your meditations, whatever you do to who come out of that place. Right. Um, those can also be applied on the on the micro level. <laughs> like, for instance, do you have those things where like oh, I saw this great meme the other day where it was two pictures side by side of like I believe it was the same male model going walking down a runway. And in one of them, he was wearing a like a like a suit that was like overly <laughs> fitted. you know how it's it's very dramatic, you know, and and high fashion. So it was like a really close fitting suit where the the pants came up to just under his knees. The yeah. sleeves came up to, almost to his elbows. It looked like he was wearing a a tiny suit for a child. And then the one next to it was, I believe the same model walking <laughs> down wearing also hilariously but oversized high fashion clothes, like a huge suit, like, you know, David Byrne. and um, and you ask yourself, Is this my beautiful wife? So like that kind of thing, but even bigger. Underneath the (laughs) caption was like the first picture of the male model in the little suit was my son in 4T clothes. And then underneath the other one was my son in 5T clothes. (laughs) That is where we are right now. If I put pants on him, he's a 4T waist, but he's a 5T length. So I put him on him and it's like... (laughs) It's like, you know, high waters, as they used to say. So quite short. But I think cute. And also, if you give it a little cuff, it's like, oh, what's that cute little capri? What are those beach pants? Oh, what is that? And he is not having it. He is not. He is unhappy with this. So then I'm like, OK, let's try on these 5T pants. And he is swimming in them. He looks like one of those clowns wearing a barrel. That's held up by suspenders. It's like, ooh, like comes all the way out. If if it's a functioning drawstring, I hate non-functioning. The fake drawstring pants for kids make me nuts. But if it's a functioning drawstring, that helps. But even then, it's like, (laughs) it's comical. It is so comical. And they're so long. And then I have to cuff them. And he's mad about that. But Anyway. This is all to say, wow, that was a long explanation. This is all to say, you can apply them (laughs) on that micro level too, of me folding up his pants, him being worried about how it looks, me being worried that someone's going to, you know, some kid at his school is going to be mean to him. I I don't know. Like we go in our head about these things. We go crazy. We run to, you know, Goodwill or or a local store to buy new pants, even though, you know, they're going to be too big or too small, but it's the the whole thing of, oh, okay, that's enough. This two shall pass. I can't find pants to fit. That's a fear. Okay, it's small. It's not the same as, you know, <laughs> safety at schools, but it's a tiny micro fear that I have. It's more of like, ugh. And I have to say, I, but my point is, you can use the same mantras. You can use to say, okay, it's enough. Enough. Molly. enough. It all filters back to one of the big things. Is he going to be bullied? Is it going to be bullied? Exactly. Is it going to be cold and catch a cold and then it's my fault? (laughs) I don't know. It all comes back to like, how does this reflect back on me? (laughs) Exactly. And is he going to be safe from words
1: or from whatever? You know, I'll tell you what my, I'll tell you what my therapist tells me. She says the fact that you're concerned and the fact that it sends you into this mental space is proof that he'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because we care so much. Because you care, you care. If someone's listening to this podcast, either we made them because they're related to us, or they care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like our listeners, you you all are listening
1: because you care, and we and appreciate it so yeah. very much. So, listen. Make sure that you follow us. Would that be great? Please do it.
0: Um, join the conversation on Facebook. We have such good ones. Oh, man, I learned so much and I laugh so much whenever I visit it. So
1: also toss up your um, episode ideas, any episode ideas, anything that you'd like to hear Molly and I gib gab about throw them up there and uh, we'll get to it. Yes. Thanks so much, you all. And we will uh, see
0: you next time. Bye.